Hey, food friends, and welcome to the Food Founders Podcast. Whether you're looking to get on your very first store shelf or you're looking to grow your national or even international food brand, this podcast is going to teach you what it really takes to launch, grow, and scale a packaged food brand. Hear the food founder journeys of brands growing in their industry so you can fast track your food business success. I'm your host, Ainsley, and this is the Food Founders Podcast. Hey, food friends. I'm here today with Yasser Hashem from Lumen. Yasser, welcome to the Food Founders Podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Really excited to have you on here. Let's just jump right into it. Can you talk to us about Lumen? What is Lumen and who is it for? Absolutely, yeah. So so Lumen is the first and only company here in the U.S. cold-pressed juicing hemp. So I know hemp is a whole craze right now in the U.S. And you see CBD everywhere, CBD extracts, CBD isolates. People are always asking, does it get you high? What is hemp? And we can get into all the nuances of this later. But so what we do and what makes us unique is that we take the hemp plant and we grind it, we wash it, and we juice it. And so you get all the chlorophyll, the vitamins, the minerals, the aminos. And that's an approach that nobody else has taken um, in the States. And we see a few companies outside the States, but it's really novel in that we call it the cutting edge of 10,000-year-old technology. But it's novel in the sense that you don't use any chemicals, you don't use any pesticides, and we juice the plant like you juice kale or celery or spinach. So it's really the closest you can get to the plant. It's all natural. It's got a ton of amazing benefits. And so we take that hemp juice and then we put it into wellness shots. So we've formulated it in wellness shots. We've got a, a lineup of four different SKUs. And the SKUs are designed to accentuate the properties of the hemp juice. So it's great for stress and inflammation. And so we, we've created a line that really accentuates those properties. And we think the best way to bring hemp juice to the market and to consumers is in the wellness shot format. So that's a really kind of simple overview of what we do. We juice the entire hemp and then we, we mix it into one. Got it. And you've got the wellness shots. You were drinking one before. You were drinking. Yeah, there we go. I usually have a bright brain in the morning. It's got cacao, lion's mane, ginkgo, shiitake, rhodiola rosea, as well as our hemp juice. So it's kind of a chocolatey, silky tastes really good and i like it in the morning with a coffee and then also in the afternoon when i don't want another coffee so i can get to sleep at night uh, kind of helps me push through emails and admin stuff in the afternoon so that's our bright brain got it very cool that's really helpful to like see it like that and know the ingredients because i think when a lot of people think at first of like a shot like that you know you can go to one of the brain boosting shots but then you can also go to like just a shot of like you know wheatgrass or just a shot of like cold pressed ginger or something like that so this is like hemp pressed but then with other flavors so you can get those great benefits and a great flavor with it as well Exactly. And one of the things that we realized when we first launched, and I think this happens with most companies, I would say, is we build the brand that you think is going to succeed in the market. We knew we had a hunch and we knew consumers were going to want hemp juice. We looked at what was happening. And one of our advisors used to always tell us, look at where everybody runs and run in the opposite direction. And everybody was running after extracts and isolates and making it stronger and more pure. And for us, nobody was running after cold pressed hemp juice. And we saw, like you said, People were taking wheatgrass shots all the time. And so hemp juice was just what we saw as the next natural progression of wheatgrass. And so we launched and we had these formulated wellness shots at the time. It was an immune and a calm. And we would share with consumers at stores. We'd do demos. 
And people were captivated by the fact that we had hemp juice in our shots. And so we kept getting asked demo after demo after demo, can we get the cold press hemp juice? And so what we ended up doing was we listened to the consumer and we launched what is now our gold label, but it's a shot that's mainly cold press hemp juice. And now it's doing really, really well. And so even though we have three SKUs that we blend the hemp juice into, our bright brain being one of them, we have an immune which has orange juice, ginger, turmeric, black peppers, lots of vitamin C, lots of anti-inflammatories. We have a gut wall, which is a probiotic. We have now one shot that is mainly cold-pressed hemp juice. And so it takes that kind of wheatgrass approach. It was really what people kept asking for. They're like, we've never tried it. We want to try it. We want to see it. They get to see it in the bottle. It's green. And so, yeah, kind of we've taken both approaches. We've taken the one where we have a shot that is pure hemp juice and then the others that are formulated. Got it. And what I what I love about you just what you just shared there is that you listen to the consumer. At the end of the day, we do business for the consumer, right? So if that's what the people are asking for, that's what you give them, right? Exactly, exactly. And they they tell you a lot of the things that early on. I think uh, they tell you like you're working in your business or on your business, and early on, you're very much in your business, right? You're very much trying to figure out where all the pieces come together. What does the branding look like? And what does the marketing look like? And there's so many limited lenses, no matter how many people you reach out to from advisors and friends and family, it's such a limited subset of people that are trying to understand what you see inside your head. And you're trying to see, you know, is this label going to talk to the consumer? And is the packaging going to talk to the consumer? And there's only so much you can do until you get there, until you get to a store and you put it in front of someone. And that's where a lot of the magic starts to happen. And for us early on, we had to keep telling ourselves, stay humble to the things you don't know. Our packaging changed a lot in the first, I would say first 12 months because we wouldn't buy too many labels. We wouldn't buy too many caps and balls because you want to leave the flexibility to make these minor changes and refinements early on. And then eventually your changes only make marginal gains. So you want to get as much as you can early on and then just stick with it and push your concept. So another example, our bottle now on the front, I don't know if you can see, but it says Lumen Hemp Shot. And it used to say Lumen Regenerative Elixir, Regenerative Agricultural Practices, and Elixir because it's a, you know, it's a blended format of all these amazing functional ingredients. Really didn't understand what that meant on the shelf. What they wanted to know was that it was hemp and that it was hemp. And so now it's a lot more refined. It's a lot cleaner. It just says hemp shot. So that's an example of something that we thought would resonate with the consumer when it was you know, something much more simpler. Got it. Yeah, keep it really, really simple, right? So how on earth did you guys get into this business to begin with? I know it seems like it's kind of like twisted and turned and you guys have learned along the way. But how did you get into this? I think you just start. So for us, we had um, me and one of my business partners, Chris Taylor, we were working on a project in Texas that uh, didn't kind of fell apart. It was our first startup. And from there, we had endless opportunities that opened up. And one of the crazy things is people think when you fail, it's like all over for us. It was one of the biggest failures of our life. It has also led into one of the biggest failures of our life thus far. And we had a list of opportunities that came about after that startup fell apart. One of them was Lumen. At the time, it wasn't called Lumen. It was just Jacob, who's our third co-founder, and he's an expert. 
he was on the list of people that wanted to look at potentially doing a, a project with us. And Chris Jagger, the person, you know, was actually the one that connected us. He was like, Hey, you know, I know Jacob and he's doing something really unique. And, he's and so we go through all of our meetings and we call Jacob. And one of the first things he says is we're going to be the largest cold press supplier. And that's kind of captivating. And then he also tied it. He's like, look at how things are being done today and look at how our food is being treated. Look at how our soil look at how people's health is being treated. And there's a there's an opportunity for us not to not to just make hemp and bring it to the market very way, but to tie it. We've got a farmer who's an amazing farmer and one that you know that can really help us put some of these pieces together. And so for us, of all the opportunities that we had at hand, it was definitely the one that was the most exciting, the one that really touched on why we decided, you know, both of us, we were on the path to become physicians and have medical school acceptances. And uh, for us, food is medicine. And of all the opportunities, this was the one that really tugged at what we're passionate about is clean food, clean soils, healthy food, healthy people. And so that's kind of the origin of it. And so we moved to California and we packed everything we had with the rest of our savings into making hemp juice. And at the time we had full-size bottles. So it's hemp juice and these full-size kind of green juices, kale and celery and spinach. And um, that's what we launched with a fund that was willing to give us a little bit of money to kind of put some concepts together and it wasn't enough to do a full-blown launch. So we reached out to, uh, you know, missing pieces of the story here, but we reached out to Indiegogo and asked if we could do a pre-sale campaign. Because we don't have enough money to just, like, make a whole bunch of bottles and sell. But what we could do is we can gather sales, we can gather consumers and see if they're interested in what we're doing. And then that would be enough for us to do one big order, right? Buy bottles and labels and all the other stuff that comes with it. And so Indiegogo said, you know what? You guys are doing something unique and it's new and it's food and it's not an extract. It's not an isolate. We'll do it. We'll let you guys launch it. And so that was the first thumbs up. The second one was we had a little bit of money left for marketing. So we reached out to Facebook and we asked them, can we do some marketing? We'd like to drive traffic to our Indiegogo campaign. You know, we're a small startup. We've got a little bit of funds and you know, some of it into Indiegogo content and the rest of it into Facebook. And it works because if it doesn't, we don't know really going to do it. And um, so Facebook gave us the thumbs up. They were like, okay, we'll do it. And we launched. So we launched our Indiegogo campaign. We put it all together and we hit go. And then Facebook blocked us for being quote unquote illegal drug manufacturer. So we went from having the money to put towards marketing to a little bit of money and we have to figure out how to drive traffic to our campaign. And so, you know, being scrappy entrepreneurs, what we ended up doing was we grabbed some coolers, we filled them with product, and we went door to door, you know, yoga studio to CrossFit gym to park, and we would just Share Lumen, and we'd set up a little table. We put up little flyers and signs, and we'd sample, and uh, we were successfully able to raise uh, or do pre-sales of about th- a little over thirty thousand dollars in about six weeks. So that was a lot of fun, and I think that was the beginning of our Lumen journey. Like, hey, people want hemp juice, and then from there, it obviously led into grocery stores and um, kind of everything we've become today. So uh, we're in about. 60 plus stores now and we've got a whole bunch more coming on the way and still a very very small company you know still very scrappy but that's kind of the origin of how it all came together a lot of just go and you know you know what you're passionate about you know what you want to do and just figure it out a little bit yeah i think i don't know that feels like a kind of core element of how you guys operate 
Let's figure it out. We're not exactly, we know we want to go this area. Let's just find a way to get there. And you're really not taking, you know, no along the way. You just, you try to make it work, but you're also flexible at the same time. Go ahead. The flexibility is key. There's a quote I heard recently about, you know, you're flying the plane as you're building it. And it really does feel true because there's a lot of times where you feel if I don't change, this plane's going to fall. And so that flexibility and that willingness to change the little things on the label, the willingness to, we had a skew early on that just wasn't palatable for consumers. So the willingness to not hold on to it, right? Find out what's the function that they really want. How do we adjust the flavor profile and then give it right back to them? And then now the new ones do really well. And so again, it's that concept of, be flexible and be willing to adapt to what you hear and just go. Mm. Would you say that that's one of your guys kind of secret ingredients for success or what other kind of like traits as leaders do you find has really led to the success that you've had today? <laughs> well, I don't know if we're leaders so much, but You're leaders. <laughs> I think there's several traits. I think one like I said earlier, is uh, definitely one of the strongest ones is humility. Be, mm. be humble to the things that you don't know. Uh, we don't come from the beverage space. So for us, you know, we're scientists at heart and we had to come into a completely new space, a completely new industry that we, you know, we don't have business backgrounds either. So, you know, we had to, there's a lot of it that we had to build the ground for ourselves as we built the groundwork for our company. Uh, so that's, I think the first one is take everything with a, with some humility and really Try to let yourself know that you're not the expert and try to put people around you that can help guide you in the direction you want to go. Chris Jagger being one of them. You know, we would not have hemp juice today if we didn't have an amazing farmer that has such a deep understanding of these regenerative practices, such a deep understanding of hemp, how to grow it and how to, you know, grow it in these amazing systems. And so that's, I think, one of the pieces. The second piece is quickly being able to build systems, right? So they tell you, if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. And so early on, it was just go, 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 figure it out, build it. Just a sale is a sale. We don't have any sales. So it's hundred percent more than we had yesterday. But as you start to grow your ability to really build systems that support your team, that support the people around you, you start to measure where are my sales coming from? Where are, uh, where's my growth coming from? Where am I spending my money? Where am I seeing return? Where am I not seeing return? And so humility and systems, I would say is the next biggest thing. Really looking at, again, what have I built today? And how do I start to understand it? Because earlier I was saying there's a difference between working in your business and on your business. And I think in the early days of Lumen, we were very much just reacting, right? It was like, oh, we don't have money. Oh, we need labels. Oh, Facebook won't let us market. Uh, you know, and it was sort of, we're constantly reacting to how our brand is working its way into the market. Whereas today... I think we've reached a point where we drive it, right? We know when to push on the gas, when to pull off the gas, what retailers work really well for us and which don't, which where to spend trade spend and where to put your marketing dollars and which advisors help with what aspects and cash flow. And so I think before you can get to that stage where you're driving your business, it's the ability to build systems or put people around you to help you build the system. So I think those would be the two, two main ones. And then just, you know, working hard. I think there's, there's no, there's no substitute for, you know, putting your heart and soul into something. And that just comes to passion. If you do what you love and if you love what you do, then you can just, I mean, Monday through Sunday, it's all you end up doing. So I think that would be the last piece is just, you know, really 
find something that, you know, makes you tick that just every morning, cause there's some mornings you're just not going to want to wake up. Mm-hmm. You're exhausted, you're tired, you're doing demos for five, six weeks straight. And it's that, that passion and that, that desire to make change that is really just going to get you up in the morning and get you going. So I think those key components uh, all together and they come at different times will help kind of push you to, to success. And we're still on the path. I don't know if we're, I would say we're successful just yet, but uh, we're definitely on the path. You're on the path. That's those three core ways of operating are really, really helpful. Yeah, that's that's really, really key. And I love that you say just like at the end of the day too, it's like hard work. That's nothing replaces that, right? That's so, so huge. And that passion definitely helps. Like I know that you're passionate about what you're doing and that has yep. such an impact. It makes it it's like so cliche, but it makes it like it's not work, right? You're just True. you're there in it. But it's cliche for a reason. <laughs> exactly. Yep. So you guys are in about 60 stores, you said right now, you're growing, obviously each new level, there's new level of challenges. What are you guys working on right now that is like a new challenge that you're seeing with this next stage of growth that you're at? That's a great question because it feels like every next stage is thousands of new challenges. I would say, so hemp juice is a completely new ingredient, right? It's the cutting edge of 10,000-year-old technology. It's an ancient ingredient. It's been around for, for a long, long time. But for the consumer here in the U.S., it's a kind of a resurgence of a new ingredient, maybe you could say. And so a lot of people, they have an understanding of CBD now, but they don't necessarily have an understanding of hemp juice. And so we're so, I think one of the challenges we see is that maybe we jump too far ahead and a lot of people spend time with retailers in particular trying to understand exactly what it is that we do. And I think that's a challenge. Whereas if we were just a wellness shop, if we just had ginger and turmeric and uh, orange juice, and you know, if it was just an anti-inflammatory, then it, w- it would make sense conceptually. But for us saying hemp juice, like, wait, is it going to get you high? What is it? What is the functionality? What does it look like? Can I taste it? Oh, do consumers want this? And so we have to, I think that's a challenge that has we've kind of found ways to navigate as we grow. And so that's from a retailer and from a growth perspective, it's easier to educate a consumer. It's a little bit more difficult to educate larger retailers that have, you know, legal teams and they're trying to do risk mitigation. They're trying to figure out what is this ingredient. And so for us, it's taken a lot of groundwork and a lot of building, like our hemp juice is now certified organic. You know, it comes from a regenerative farm. So we do a lot of work to show the transparency from, you know, we show Blue Fox Farm whenever we're telling people where our ingredients come from. So we do as much of the groundwork as we can to add transparency to our supply chain, to show people exactly what this ingredient is and what the functionality is. But I think that's one thing that we've constantly been trying to tinker with and figure out, you know, what is the one message that drives across? And I think with time, it'll slowly come. I think we're just a little ahead of the curve. And some of the retailers that have picked this up today are the retailers that kind of are known for bringing in new ideas, bringing in innovation. So for them, it was kind of an easy, an easy sell. They, they, they like to, you know, plant the flag and say, we brought these things to the market that eventually became mainstream. And so now as we make the jump from these very tight and kind of niche high-end retailers that are known for innovation to some of the ones that really are the ones where we want to make impact, where we want to drive change, where we want to spread our message to consumers, it's, I think the challenge is just really educating correctly on, you know, not only what hemp juice is, but the benefit it has for consumers. So that's one. I think another one is just 
the logistics as you grow. And that, you know, is a, is a challenge that, you, you know, can be easily be mitigated, you know, people that you can put around you that help you with the challenges of scaling. So we're working through that one, but I would say the education component is key. Cool. Yeah. And that's going to be something that the market, the market almost just needs to catch up with it too, right? You are innovators. You're at the front of the market. It's a great place to be. I'm a really big believer in first to market advantage yep. uh, and it'll, it'll be worth it once everyone catches up, right? Yeah. I was recently talking to Chris and I were actually recently mm. talking to uh, the founder of Guayaki and he's connected through one of our advisors and we just wanted to reach out and say, you know, you know, we're young, we're entrepreneurs and we're, we're figuring this hemp juice out thing out and we're growing quickly. And we want to know, we see you guys everywhere. You know, every store we go into, you guys have such great shelf placement and I took a picture of a shelf one time and it says you're, and again, maybe this is another skill for entrepreneurs out there that are listening, but look at your set, look at your shelf, look at what's around you and really try to figure out who has paved maybe not the exact same path, but a similar path before you and try to seek those people out because they have some insights that can be valuable. And so for us, you know, I took a picture of that shelf and I asked one of our advisors, like, Hey, is there any way you could get me connected to Chris? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. He's another Chris. (laughs) So he did. And we we had a great call. And my question to him was, you know, you guys have built and, you know, you built your mate to a point where it's an ingredient that's in stores and people know it and, and it's everywhere and, and, you know, consumers love it. And how did you do it? And he said to me, you know, we, we've built a, you know, a very successful brand today, but we still haven't captured that much of the market. You know, mm-hmm. if you really look at what your Mate is today compared to a lot of the other sets, we're only, you know, such a very, very small percentage. And so the key for them was consumers experiencing their product. He said, we would go out and they had uh, a van that they lived in and they would go, you know, event to event, to marketing event, to store, to demo, and they would just share your Mate. And the brand used to be something very different than it is today. But one of the things that we were asking was, again, how do we make hemp juice what your Mate has become today? And he said, what you guys are doing is, is on the right track, engage with consumers constantly. They're going to experience how hemp juice makes them feel. They're going to experience how good they feel and how much better their body feels. And they're going to have a good understanding of how good the hemp juice not only is for their themselves, but for the planet. And that alone will continue to drive your success. And so I think some of it is us just understanding that the journey and the process is longer than it seems or longer than you might want it to be. <laughs> but as long as you stay persistent and dedicated to what you know is going to be life-changing for consumers and life-changing for the world that we live in today, it'll hit. And so that would be kind of my take on it today is we, it's going to be persistence, persistence of just continuing to share the ingredient with consumers, with people we meet at different events, at different gatherings with, you know, through podcasts and just continuing to share our message. And eventually people might think you're a great success similar to how I did with, with Guayaki. And they, they are, a very, you know, they are a very, very successful company. And again, their perspective is, you know, and we still have a, lo- a long way to go. We've still only captured so small, such a small portion of the market. Wow. So dedication, persistence, and I think we'll be able to overcome some of these challenges from an educational perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Such a key skill, dedication. It always takes way longer than we want it to way longer than we think it's going to. It's just, yeah. It's just part of it, right? That uh, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to kind of get yourself over that. Sometimes you're yeah, endless days that you know push into weeks, that push into months. That you know, and now we're in our second year of business, and we're like, 
if we look at where we are today compared to where we were the same time last year, miles away. I mean, this is like we'd just gotten into our first stores, right? Right. But if we look at the perception of where we thought we would be today, it's like, whoa, okay, now we're in reality. But it's good. It's good. That, that vision that is so far out is how you get to change in 12 months that's way more than you would have ever dreamed, right? And so that it does take longer than we think. But time does move quickly, you know, and it, it moves faster than we think. And I think really seeing far out is how you get to grow so quickly and drive so much change is because you're running for, for a finish line that is going further and further away. Yeah. And so picking, it drives your whole company with you. I love that. I love that. Okay, you you've dropped a whole lot of knowledge bombs for everyone in here. I have a whole lot of great advice. Any any other advice that you would have for anyone who's in that early stage? Maybe they're, you know, just getting started or they're just thinking about maybe bringing their idea actually to life. What advice do you have for people who are just getting getting into it in the food and bed world? So, a couple pieces of advice. One that we had we'd done early on is just whatever your idea is, look for people that have done something similar in the past. Look for people that are, there's, I mean, we saw it happen with Expo West, right? Expo West was this big natural product and it got postponed. And I think one of the, the things that's most humbling for us as founders, especially as early stage founders, is immediately the natural products industry and a lot of the veterans in the industry started opening up their inboxes. They started opening up their cell phones and really engaging with the community and especially the startup community. And so there's a lot of people in our industry that um, have the time and have the capacity, even though it's very limited, to help and make a big difference. And so I would say, don't be afraid to Google some people that may have done something similar or that could have a lot of advice for you. And don't be afraid to try to get a hold of them because what you'll find is a lot of the people in the natural products industry and in the beverage space are very open and willing to give advice and uh, give guidance, especially in the early stages. And some of their advice can really guide those early decision-making processes that drive your company to, you know, get, get you over the first couple of hurdles, right? They'll tell you things that for us, you know, going from full-size juices to a wellness shot, things like that. Or they'll tell you, oh, look at these, Google these three companies and look at what they've done. And that those early pieces of inspiration are going to guide what then builds the foundation of what your company could become. Um, so that's, I think one of the first pieces is do some Googling and look up some people that may have done some things similar and try to get a hold of them. Most of the time they're willing to give you the time and some advice. The second piece I would say is don't be afraid to fail. I know it's out there all the time. People are saying, Oh, it's, you know, failure sucks and it hurts and it does. But I think a lot of, you know, from our experience with Lumen is when everything's falling apart, when it feels like nothing's coming together, when it feels like you're just spinning your wheels and you're pushing, you're putting your heart and soul into it and you're not getting anywhere. Usually after that point, after it feels like, all right, there's nothing left, I'm done. It's something really good happens. So I would say my second piece of advice, uh, if you know anyone's going to take it to heart is when it feels like absolutely nothing's coming together, it's just not working out. If you stay true, you stay dedicated, you stay persistent, that moment right after after the one where you, you think it's all over, at least for us, something has come about that's completely changed our trajectory. So persistence, persistence, persistence. There's people out there that want to help, that want to support. And so I think those would be the two key ones for someone in the early stage that might make the biggest difference. Reach out to help. A lot of people want to give it. And to you know, stay persistent, stay true to your dream. A lot of the people that have made it, a lot of the people that we look up to, you know, 
all say the same thing, you know, just stay true to your dream, be willing to adapt as it grows, you know, listen to consumers, listen to what your product becomes and go out there and have fun. I mean, be passionate, enjoy it, laugh, you know, cry, run, work out, exercise. It's a good opportunity to build who you are, you know, Early stage startups aren't easy. They require you to really be mentally strong, physically strong, emotionally strong. And so build the right you know, support system, have the right people around you. Um, but I'd say those are the two big ones. Ask for help. People are willing to give it. And two, stay persistent. Cool. Love that. Love that advice for everyone. All right. Final question I have for you. What does Lumen pair perfectly with? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> so the gold label is just an amazing experience on its own. Right. Mm-hmm. I want people to buy the hemp juice on its own. It's yeah, a little bit of lemon, a little bit of ginger, and a little bit of coconut nectar, but it's an amazing experience. The way it makes your body feel. So that I would say first experience, try it on its own. And I'm gonna send you a case so you get to enjoy it. Awesome. Um, in the summertime, one of our retail partners, Erwan, does what's called a luminade. So they add hemp juice to lemonade. So it's very refreshing, it's very light, it's very calming. So that's a very kind of Light pairing, it's great in the summertime. It's very refreshing. So that's a good one. And then for people that live, you know, fast on the go lifestyle, it's really easy to add to a smoothie. So I'd say those are the, the three ways if anyone wanted to, to enjoy Lumen. One, enjoy it on its own. Experience what hemp juice can do for you and for your body. And then two, if you want something refreshing, I know the summertime is coming up and I know that, you know, it's a successful partnership. So adding hemp juice to lemonade is a great way to get, you know, refreshing you know, juice or refreshing lemonade for the summer. And then three, if you live that fast on the go lifestyle, you're constantly working out, you're cycling, you're running, add it to a smoothie. It tastes great. It's just like celery or kale. And it's just a whole new ingredient that brings uh, uh, a ton of functionality. So those are the three that I'll leave for everyone. Awesome. I can't wait to try this. I'm sure everyone listening is also craving to try it. Um, And I know on your website, if people go and check out the Lumen website, which there'll be a link to as well, there's a store locator on there. So you can find a store close to you to find it. Absolutely. Yep. At uh, drinklumen.com or even on the social media, it's still... Uh, a quick note, since we're still a small company, we still get the messages on there. So it comes straight to our inbox. So uh, if you look us up at Drink Lumen, happy to give you know guidance, advice. If anybody wants to send out a quick note on there, if you're an early stage founder. Again, we haven't built a lot of success, but we, we've overcome some early hurdles. So happy to you know give out, give out some guidance there as well. Perfect. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all of this and for helping get hemp shots into more people's bodies across the world absolutely thank you so much it's been an absolute pleasure this has been a lot of fun i've done a few of these podcasts video style uh talk shows in the in the past and this has definitely been one of the most memorable and a lot of fun cool well, it was great chatting with you absolutely absolute pleasure The Food Founders Podcast is brought to you by the Fab Growth Academy, the online hub for driven food and beverage business owners that want to get on more shelves, get into more homes, and really grow their food business. Inside the Fab Growth Academy, Fab standing for food and beverage, you'll have unlimited access to tools, resources, and training from myself and my food friends. So if you know you have a great product, Let's work on building the business side of things so that more people can enjoy it and you can make the impact I know you want to make with your business. The Fab Growth Academy is now open. So hop on over to grow my food brand 
foodfoodfoodfoodfoodfoodfoodfoodfoodfoodfoodfoodfoodfoodfoodfoodfoodfoodfoodfoodfoodfoodfoodfoodfoodfoodfoodfoodfoodfoodfoodfoodfoodfo